There are few things that are more revealing about you than whether or not you return your shopping cart upon leaving the grocery store. Once you unload your groceries into the trunk, it takes about 30 seconds to roll your cart back. No one feels like doing it. It's slightly inconvenient, but really not that difficult. The simple act reveals a great deal about you. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge is power. Applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Hi, welcome to Philosopher Insights. My name is Herb Lamba. Today we're discussing Sustain Your Game, High Performance Keys to Manage Stress, Avoid Stagnation, and Beat Burnout. The author of this book is Alan Stein Jr., and it's published in 2022. I wanted to share a number of my favorite insights, starting with The Big Mull, Procrastination versus Routine, Fear Means You Care, Liminal Space, Shopping Carts, Guard Your Yard, Engage the Process and Win, become more, and finish off with a final thought. So let's start with the introduction. Quote, My time as a coach with top high school players led me to the opportunities with pros. So I've seen both sides of the coin, what it takes to get there, and what it takes to remain there. My last book, Raise Your Game, was all about bringing your A-game to your job, relationships in your life. But that is really only half the battle. Keeping it up is even harder. The commitment to raising your game in any area of life is no easy feat. But the commitment to sustaining your game is even more challenging. In business, publishing, or whatever your field, succeeding along these three timelines is equally as important. The moment, short term, the stretch, the medium term, and the long haul, the long term. Sustain your game is about succeeding in all three, looking at the particular challenges of all three timelines. In the moment, we have to battle stress. In the stretch phase, we have to battle stagnation. And in the long haul, we have to beat burnout. This book is for high performers who want to learn practical strategies and actionable tools for how to sustain their game across all three timelines. Sustain Your Game will give you the tools to perform your best in your arena, wherever that may be. It will help you manage stress wherever it shows up, fend off stagnation, however that presents itself, and beat burnout whenever it rears its ugly head. I'm not speaking from a place of mastery, like everyone else. I am under construction, a work in progress. Coming off a successful first book, I understand the challenges of continuing to perform at a high level and navigating the obstacles along the way. In essence, this book is the manifestation of the very thing I am writing about, a perfect marriage of author and subject, form and content. Thank you for joining me. End quote. Alan Stein Jr. is back with a follow-up to his first book, Raise Your Game, which I loved, and this book is equally as insightful as the first one. Alan Stein Jr. is a corporate performance coach and world-renowned speaker, and I featured him in episode two of the podcast, where he shares an incredible story about what made Kobe Bryant so great. I am thrilled to be able to extract some of my favorite insights from this book, and I hope that both you and I can find ways to implement them into our lives. Insight number one, the big mo. Quote, when you are constantly zeroing in on the one present thing, you are continually getting things done. This creates a cycling momentum 
that helps us stay positive about the long haul. If I only thought about completing the book and never focused on literally what is in front of me, I would have nothing to celebrate and no momentum. You don't have to wait for those victories, promotion, end of the year, finished project. You can create them yourself. When we take note of something we've done that we feel good about, we actively trigger a release of dopamine in our brains. Chop up your current work into little victories. Give yourself a way to briefly acknowledge them and see if that doesn't help rev you up for the next thing. End quote. Achieving success is hard. Reaching major milestones that are weeks or years away is hard. Learning to break down targets into smaller targets and then purposefully celebrating small victories is fundamental to sustaining your game for the long haul. Whenever I hear about the importance of celebration, I am immediately reminded of the powerful insight shared by B.J. Fogg in his amazing book, Tiny Habits. He says, quote, In my own research, I have found that habits can form very quickly. Often in just a few days, as long as people have a strong positive emotion connected to the behavior. In fact, some habits seem to get wired immediately. You do the behavior once, and then you don't consider other options again. When I teach people about human behavior, I boil it down to three words to make it crystal clear. Emotions create habits. Not repetition, not frequency, not fairy dust. Emotions. End quote. We can leverage small victories that include celebration to consistently make progress over the long haul and to install better habits faster than we ever thought possible. Insight number two, procrastination versus routine. Quote, putting things off until the last minute, procrastination, is not only a time management issue, it's an emotional one. Procrastination actually has more to do with how you feel about doing something than time management. If you dig into the reason you're putting off the work, you're more likely to remove the obstacle in your way. Plus, when you kill time with meaningless activity, you're actually increasing your stress. You may feel like you're putting off the cause of the stress, but you're doing the opposite. You're feeding it. The best way to fight this urge? In a word, routine. End quote. I absolutely love that because I resonate with this challenge in my own life. We procrastinate because we connect a negative emotion with the important task we are avoiding. Then we make matters worse, thinking we can run away from it by engaging in another meaningless activity. The solution is to build solid routines that are habit-driven and then run on autopilot. Quote, Routine is a time and energy saver because you don't waste time arguing with yourself. Take your waffling, wavering, and rationalizing off the table. If you have a routine and you stick to it, the effort vanishes. It's automatic, and you get to the point where it's so automatic that the routine is doing you. End quote. Do you have any routines that run on autopilot in your life? Do you have a morning routine, or do you have an evening routine that supports your goals and dreams? If your answer to these questions is no, then wouldn't today be a good time to look for the opportunity to start building one? Insight number three, fear just means you care. Quote, worry, anxiety, stress. These are all just signs that you care. If you aren't nervous, Steph Curry has said, then it doesn't matter enough to you. I've spoken all over the world in front of massive audiences, and yet I still get a flutter of butterflies right before I take the stage for a speaking gig. There is no way to avoid it or ignore it. So I try to reframe it. I care about my work and I care about the audience. I am excited for the opportunity. Let's do this. End quote. 
The most common advice we give people when they're nervous is to just calm down. But that is, in fact, the worst advice we can give someone who is anxious or stressed about an event. Quote, if your heart is racing and your blood is pumping, trying to calm down is like slamming on the brakes when your car is going 80 miles an hour. The vehicle still has momentum, as psychologist Adam Grant explains. It's easier to convert it into a different emotion, one that is equally as intense, but propels us to step on the gas. End quote. Love that. Let's practice reframing our anxiety and stress and use it to serve us more powerfully. Let's do this. Insight number four, liminal space. Quote, liminal space refers to the in-between, often uncomfortable place between where you are and where you're going. When you are standing at the threshold of the new thing, but have not yet begun it, you are inside liminal space. Think of a trapeze artist. He can't reach the next bar until he lets go of the current one. Depending on your perspective, this might feel like falling, or it might feel like flying. When he's in the air, that's liminal space. These can be scary, but also revitalizing moments in our lives. They require risk because you can't get to the next bar without letting go of the current one. You have to let go. You have to be okay in midair. You have to reach out without a guarantee of safety. End quote. Liminal space. The space between where you are and where you're going. I believe that the majority of people are stuck in this space. They don't have the courage to risk letting go of the bar or the comfort zone they live in today. If you're not willing to take that very first step towards something that matters to you, then you will never discover the bridge that connects you to that very next step. Quote, if we sit around waiting, the bridge will never show up and we'll be stuck on the other side. End quote. Insight number five, shopping carts. Quote, there are few things that are more revealing about you than whether or not you return your shopping cart upon leaving the grocery store. Once you unload your groceries into the trunk, it takes about 30 seconds to roll your cart back. No one feels like doing it. It's slightly inconvenient, but really not that difficult. The simple act reveals a great deal about you. Why? First off, it's an unwritten rule. There's no enforcement mechanism, no ticket writing officer, or store employee who will call you on it. So it's really just up to you. Second, you don't see the people who will be affected by it, whether that's the store employee who has to chase it down or the driver who can't pull into the obstructed spot. But your action affects these people. Putting your card away is simply the small price you pay for living in a society. Abandoning it is an act of selfishness, laziness, and entitlement. What you do with your card when you're done represents how you see yourself in the larger scheme of society. Is the world here to serve you, or are you here to serve others? I firmly believe that you are how you behave when no one is watching. End quote. That is brilliant. It reminds me of the expression, how you do one thing is how you do everything. If you are lazy in one area of life, you are more than likely lazy in many areas. However, the primary reason that this shopping cart example resonated with me is that it is a reflection of personal integrity. What you do when nobody is watching speaks volumes about the type of person you are today. It's very easy to talk big on social media or amongst your peers. But the real measure of your integrity comes down to when you're challenged to do the right thing or make the best choices when nobody is watching you. Do you return your shopping cart? On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rank your personal integrity? If it's not a 10, then what simple steps can you take to improve today? 
Insight number six, guard your yard. Quote, many years ago, I attended legendary coach Morgan Wooten's basketball camp. One concept that he drilled into us on defense was to guard your yard. If you were guarding the player with the ball, you needed to guard one yard to the right and one yard to the left, meaning you would not let the player drive right past you. Your yard was the area you were personally responsible for protecting, and your teammates were counting on you to not get beat there. I've adopted a similar mindset off the court. My yard is my immediate surroundings, my colleagues and my family. I guard my environment. I guard whom I let in. I guard what information comes in. Before I can try to influence other people, I need to make sure everything in my own yard is safe, fertile, and protected. I try not to react to things out of my control. I do my very best to stay internally focused on my own effort and attitude and let everything else be. While many things that happen to me on a daily basis are not in my control, my response to those things is 100% my choice. End quote. Emotional resilience is fast becoming an area of focus in many personal development books, and with good reason. It is an important piece of the puzzle when it comes to personal growth and expressing the best version of you. I'm always reminded of Viktor Frankl and what he shared in his great book, Man's Search for Meaning. Quote, Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way, end quote. In Meditations, author Marcus Aurelius says, quote, If you are distressed by anything external, the pain is not due to the thing itself, but to your own estimate of it, and that you have the power to revoke it at any moment, end quote. What negative emotions, thoughts, or life events are preoccupying your mind right now? Turmoil is an expected part of being alive, but remember that how you respond to that turmoil is in your control. It is very easy to overlook this and live a life of victimhood. Once you become aware of that gap between the event and your ability to respond, you have an opportunity to transform the way you see the world. Insight number seven. Engage the process and W-I-N, win. Quote, engage the process means viewing failures as part of what we do, not some setback to get over. Too often we forget that the failures go hand in hand with the work. If we lean into our misses, we open ourselves up to the lessons. The process allows us to believe. I win even when I lose. An analysis of high performers found that they were yet people. They understood how to properly react to failures. Responding to losses as feedbacks is the distinguishing feature between the good and the great. Poker players have a term for judging a hand solely based on the outcome, resulting. Resulting is a mistake because you've lost sight of the process and have gotten caught up in what happened. In poker, resulting is considered a mark of a beginner. The pros follow the process whether they win the pot or not, end quote. What happens to the majority of people is that they see setbacks as the reason to throw in the towel, rather than taking the time to look deeper to find the lesson. I love what Neil Prasrisha says in his wonderful book, You Are Awesome. He says, quote, Everything you do, every path you take, every wall you hit, every setback, every failure, every rejection, all of these experiences are part of the unfinished sentence of your life story, end quote. He suggests we recognize that our life story is never over due to the setbacks we encounter. So to move forward, you need to replace the full stop with a dot 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 and then push through the challenges in life. Once you've replaced the full stop with a dot dot dot, let's use the acronym WIN to make meaningful progress every day. 
What's Important Now? Quote, W-I-N stands for What's Important Now. When you get up in the morning, ask yourself, what is the most important thing I need to do today? Write it down or type it on your phone. When you put your head on your pillow that night, check it off. You have a clear, demonstrable thing to account for your day. This also gives you a little victory to celebrate instead of waiting months or years for the larger ones. End quote. If there is one strategy that I found to be most effective, it's the opportunity to identify your win. What's important now? Once you identify the most important thing, everything else on your to-do list is a distraction until that most important thing is done. Insight number eight, become more. Quote, instead of wanting more, shift your focus to becoming more. Work to develop new skills, better habits, and an improved mindset. If you become the best version of yourself, you will attract the stuff that matters most. Fulfillment isn't about playing the game better. It's about rejecting the game entirely and focusing on what matters to you. The drive for fulfillment is a process that will ebb and flow. It is not a finish line to reach because you're always striving for it. It's an evolution, an active process of becoming, end quote. The magic begins the moment you shift your focus from accumulating material things and playing the game of impressing others to focusing on ways you can better yourself each and every day. Insight number nine, final thought. Quote, sustain your game is built upon a simple premise. Each of us will always be under construction, a work in progress, and constantly evolving. The goal is to be moving toward our highest potential, toward making meaningful contribution, and toward becoming the best version of ourselves. Some days you'll be motivated, while other days it will feel elusive. So please give yourself some grace. Part of living a fulfilled life is to be inspired by progress, not stifled by perfection. Recognize that the circumstances of your life simply reveal stress, stagnation, and burnout. They don't create them. Only you can do that. And I hope this book has given you the tools you need to handle whatever comes along. Good luck out there. End quote. That is Alan Stein Jr.'s final thought in the book. I am a huge fan of his writing, and I believe both Raise Your Game and Sustain Your Game are incredible resources filled with practical ways to improve our lives. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Lambert. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To go deeper with me, you can register for free at www.philosopherinsights.com for instant access to a growing library of Philosopher Insights, which are 8 to 10 page PDFs, plus 20 minute MP3s that break down my favorite insights from the world's best personal development books. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Facebook at Optimal Herb. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.